check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Hey, I'm Aaron. Hey, I'm John. And this is Pastors and Pizza. I'm Josh. And this is Pastors and Pizza. A podcast where three very unqualified pastors. Very unqualified pastors consume some of the best best and worst worst pizzas Western Washington has to offer. offer. While trying to make sense of our faith, figure out how it connects connects to the world around us. We believe the best conversations happen over food. So pull up a chair, grab a slice, pour a cold one, and come along with us. Wherever it is we are going. Wherever it is we're going. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Pastors and Pizza. This is our second episode, and we are here together uh, eating a Rico's pizza. Uh, Rico's pizza from Gold Bar, Washington, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's right. Gold Bar. Gold Bar. Uh, last week, we hit up Sahara Pizza, which is right here in Salton, Washington, and that's where we are from. And uh, this week, we have branched all the way out to Gold Bar. Uh, to hit up Rico's Pizza, which is really an establishment in this in this town and or in this region, the Skycomish River Valley, um, and it's been here. I mean, as long as I've been here, I don't know how long. Uh, it's a little less than you being here, so I'd say probably seven years or so. Okay, all right, it's not too old then, uh, but you you'll recognize Rico's because it has the the giant. Uh, Italian man statue right out in front of the uh, of the establishment. Mamma mia! Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what you call that guy. He's like Chef Boyardee or something out there. But if you are driving down Highway Two and you see the statue of an Italian chef with the the hat and the mustache mm-hmm. and the whole get up, that's what you're looking for. That's Rico's Pizza, and you know it's been around. It's probably the main competition to Sahara Pizza. I, I would say in the Sky Valley, probably. Yeah. Yeah, uh, at least currently, because um, they're the only other one that delivers in Salton. That's true. You can't. There's nobody from Monroe that will deliver to Salton, even though they're basically the same distance apart. But right. uh, I digress. Anyway, um, so we are here to bring you our reviews on this pizza. And uh, John, you want to share with us a little bit what what kind of pizza did we get from uh, Rico's and, and what's on that? So I've never had Rico's pizza before, right? And so this is the first time. And their menu is actually pretty diverse. They've got a lot of options. And we went with the Mexican pizza, which let me see if I can get all this right. We've got a it's a tomato based sauce, but apparently they call it a secret sauce. And it's got tapatio mixed in there is what we've been told. It's something like it's a secret, though. Secret. Don't let don't tell anybody. Don't tell. Uh, We've got jalapenos on here. We've got some beans. We've got tomato, bacon, onions. Uh, What else we got on here, guys? I think that's about it. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's about yeah. it. But it, it's a real good pizza. Um, I've had Rico's a couple times before, and I'm going to be honest about the pizza here. Is, is I feel like Rico's pizza all has kind of a similar uh, flavor. I know I know certain pizza places do that, and like maybe it's the crust or the sauce or whatever it might be, but um, I've had I've had probably three or four of the different types of Rico pizzas, and, they, and they've been pretty similar in, their, uh, in just the way they taste, but... Uh, I I can't say I don't like them. I think they're right. I think they're great pizzas. Yeah, I like it. Actually, I think it's good. I've only had it a couple of times, not this particular one, but Rico's. And so, I mean, we'll get to ranking, but yeah, it does taste a little bit similar, especially with the tomatoes on there. They like to put tomatoes on their pizzas. 
unless obviously you buy one without it. And one and one thing we can't really ignore is is if you look at the Rico's menu, every single pizza is is affiliated with like a country. So you have like the Greek pizza or we have the Mexican pizza. And I think there's like a Portuguese pizza on there. And uh, there's the African pizza, which Africa, not a country, but um, Good point. also uh, we're not really entirely sure how these align because there's an American pizza on there and it is completely filled with Italian sausage, Canadian bacon. I'm, I mean, I'm wondering, this has to be a joke, right? Like, I, just, I don't know. Like, I think like you were talking about, it's that America is a melting pot, Josh. <laughs> it's the melting pot. Those are the things pizza. Americans like it, on their pizza. It's a melting pot pizza. That's, that's, really, that's really an interesting way to look at it. Uh, Aaron, you mentioned the rankings. And so just as a reminder, we are using a one to five pepperoni scale for the pizzas. And we are judging based on crust and on sauce and cheese and toppings ratio. Uh, as well as value, charisma, and then we're going to give it a, a total rating. Uh, and these, this comes from the S- Seattle Pizza Coalition, so we're keeping it local. And they uh, they do a one to five scale. We just put the pepperonis on there because what's pizza without pepperonis? Even though this pizza does not have pepperonis, it does have bacon though, as John does have bacon. That is for sure. Which was different for my um, Mexican experiences. Yeah, not a lot of bacon in the mexican food i've had i mean there's definitely pork and all that but this was different and i and i liked it go for it after we've had a couple minutes here to kind of chew on this (laughs) i see what you did there see that yeah we're gonna go around just kind of do a real uh quick uh hit and and let us know crust sauce cheese toppings value all this uh how many pepperonis you given that and then uh we'll give it a total rating as we come back around I was a little surprised about the crust. I thought, looking at it, that it looked, honestly, no offense, Rico, but it looked like a frozen pizza crust, but it tasted a lot better. I would give it three and a half pepperonis for me. The toppings, I thought were great together. I was not looking forward to the whole beans, but that went well. So I'm going to go ahead and give that a three and a half as well. Um, I'd say the sauce was kind of more like a three for me. I didn't really taste the secret in there as much. I'd probably add more. Top taste the secret. Top it, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's their uh, their new uh, like tagline. You're welcome. I'll taste give you that. Secret. You can have it. Uh, by the way, as far as drinking, we had had uh, some beers last time. We're having water. Two of us are having water, and one of us is having brown water, otherwise known as Diet Coke. That would be John. There you go. Okay. It's good. Um, sorry. So back to it. Let me say, uh, what, what's the other ones, Josh? I think I'm missing it. Crust, cheese, Crust. Uh, the toppings. Cheese, the cheese was good. I, I think I'd like it a little more crispy. The cheese seemed like... AKA a, burned. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I think we've already established that. My mom said it was because she burned stuff when I was growing up. Whatever. Thanks, mom. I love you. I didn't starve. Uh, and then the ambiance of the place, charisma, the charisma, the, the charisma of the pizza. Yeah, pizza place. I don't know. Yeah, I mean the place was nice. These guys were working hard in there. Um, I probably wouldn't necessarily say, "Wow, that's one of the coolest places ever." I didn't get to look at the cleanliness and all that, but it was a good place. These guys were great. Overall, I'm going to give that also three and a half 
pepperonis, and I think I'm missing one more. Value is what we missed. Oh, yeah, the value. So it was $20, and there was a tip involved. So I would say the actual value of it, I thought it was good value. I want to give that maybe even a four. I thought it was worth 20 bucks. Yeah, for me, uh, if I'm going uh, crust, I'm thinking... I mean, I liked it. It's a little crunchy and a little bit soft and uh, at the same time. So I kind of like that. And uh, so crust is probably, I don't know, two and a half. So <laughs> I say I like it and I give it a two and a half. But, uh, <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, what? But, I mean, it's it, it's not like super impressive, but it is good. And so, I don't know. I, I, I struggle here because I don't want to give everything a three. I feel like I'm just going to be like three, three, three. That's good. But, um, yeah, I mean. I it's all right. It is. It's all. It's all right. No, it's. it's That's a harken back to the John Merwin. Uh, it's good. So two and a half. Uh, it's solid. I don't know. Um, and then the cheese. I, I like the cheese. There's a lot of cheese on this pizza, and I, I kind of like that because I like cheese. But I love cheese. It is. Um, so I'm gonna give that. Uh, I'm gonna give that a four on this pizza. I like the cheese on this all pizza. Right. As far as toppings go, I'm. I'm a big fan of throwing a bunch of toppings on there, and so I like the the bacon and. The way that it mix up with the beans and stuff and the tomato, I think is really great. And the jalapeno and the special sauce give it a nice uh, that's spice, that's which a is good. Secret sauce. Secret special sauce. Secret special. Um, Double secret probation sauce. Yeah, it's good. Uh, then, uh, as far as value, yeah, I agree. I, I think it's a good pizza for the value. Like, I, um, Julie and I like to get it uh, on occasion and. Like if we're going through Gold Bar or something, and we're like, yeah, there's Ricos. We go stop by and get Ricos's. Uh-huh. And so uh, we've actually eaten in there a couple of times. And I'll say uh, that the ambiance in there actually isn't too bad. And they've redone the inside. Um, oh, okay. And so uh, it used to be a lot smaller uh, and actually kind of uh, darker. But now it's now it's a little more open and uh, yeah, just kind of a nice place. To, if you're stuck in traffic, which a lot of people are on Highway 2, uh, it's a good place to stop in and get some Get some pizza if you're hungry. So, so how many pepperonis? I'm giving that. Uh, I'm just gonna give that a three, just right around my and my overall rating for the pizza probably gonna be uh, three and a half, probably like you. Right. I, I like it a little better than Sahara, and maybe that's just because I have Sahara more frequently. But I, I like uh, I like it a little better than Sahara. Right on, John. Nice. So yeah, like I said before, it's my first Rico's experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've not had any of the other pizzas have not eaten there, so I don't know what it's like inside, but I would say crust, like Aaron said, kind of first initial reaction looks a little bit like a frozen, frozen pizza. Um, it was, it was good. The flavor was good, uh, but it wasn't quite like thin crust New York style, but it also wasn't like a normal substantial kind of a crust. It was kind of in between. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give the crust about two and a half. Oh, right. Uh, the cheese, like Josh said, was really good. Uh, I'm going to give that three and a half. Sauce was a little bit underwhelming. Not a lot of sauce on there. Didn't really get the the special or secret part of it with the tapatio. wasn't wasn't really there for me. That's two and a half. Uh, toppings toppings are pretty good. I w- I don't know if it's just my pieces. A little too much on the bean side, I think, for me. Uh, the jalapenos were good. The tomatoes were good. Would have maybe preferred a little more bacon because who wouldn't want more bacon? Tell that uh, truth. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give it a three. That was pretty good. And uh, I don't really know how to rate charisma on a, on a pizza. So I think I'll just skip that one altogether. 
value. To wow. me, it was pretty much exactly the same as Sahara, which is what we did last time. And I didn't, I mean, I think we all made comments that we sure. wouldn't make a living out of uh, eating that pizza because it's kind of expensive. This was a 14-inch pizza, which I'm not sure we mentioned before. True, true. Uh, for around 20-ish dollars. Not horrible, but not exactly inexpensive. So, I mean, compared to like a one of the... Um, what would you say, like uh, national brands of, right. of uh, well, yeah, you're not getting pizza. you're not getting the the value of maybe you're like the, the noise or whatever, but uh, oh. yeah, I so so back. I would I would give it probably a three. It's not horrible, not great. So right in the middle there. Overall, I think it is a step up from the Sahara pizza that we had. Uh, can we give quarter pepperonis? Because I'm not sure I want to go you can full do whatever you half want. pepperoni. I'm going to go. I'm going to go three and a quarter pepperonis on the overall. All right. So a notch, just a tiny notch above the Sahara pizza. So I'm going to just give a quick shout out to one of our listeners, Cameron Samick, has said uh, maybe we should do like a running total and see at the end of whatever this ends up being, whose was the overall champion. And so right now you're saying, John, that this is ahead of your experience with. Oh yeah, my my. We haven't been super um, mathematically involved in our ratings here, but I because I would probably do some sort of a weighted average if we're going to get super technical. Because some Don't some components we're, we're just talking pizza, bro. Some components Nerd. are more important than other components, so you got to weight them differently. Okay. Um, but without getting super technical, I would Spoken say yes. Like a true accountant, my pizza leaderboard has this pizza in first place out of the two pizzas that we've had so far. How about you, All right. Josh? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, what, what did we say last week with the Sahara? was about around a three, right? We, I think we mm-hmm. landed pretty solidly that it was a pretty average middle-of-the-road pizza. And I think we've all kind of a, agreed today that it's just a step above that. So, like, um, I don't know, what's between 3.25 and 3.5? Like, 3.3? We're, we're looking at, like, wow. three and a third. Holy smokes. Okay. That's a, something like that. Like, we're really breaking these pepperonis down now. So I, I'd have to go back and listen. And any of you listeners could just reach out and tell us, oh, wait, this is being recorded. I'm pretty sure, Aaron, you gave it a three and a half last time. So that's what I'm saying. I think I'm tied. My leaderboard's tied because I don't. But does that feel right to you right now? Just Or is that just what you ended up accidentally doing? No, it feels right. Okay. I was thinking, I mean, I, I actually liked the pizza from Sahara's. I, mean, I would say it's tied. The beans for me were weird to have that on the pizza, but it was kind of an ambiance thing, so. I'm all right. So there it is. That's uh, that's our overall looking at it. We're uh, we've got a running total of two pizza compared to right a now. Taco Bell Mexican pizza. Oh gosh! How do you rank this one? Way to bring it down a notch, man. <laughs> uh, not sure I've had that. Oh, that is a shame. The uh, refried beans and then like the olives and the whole mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, you I know. have. I've had that. I would have Isn't that to kind go of a tostada. It really is, but they called it a Mexican pizza because uh, no, your audience. America. Mm-hmm. Oh, got it. Okay, I'm gonna I, give this a, a probably a step above the Taco Bell version, even though you've never had it. <laughs> even though I'm just assuming, <laughs> I don't know. This is for me probably two steps above the Taco Bell. Say what you want. Okay. I mean, yeah, this is not. I, probably, a- I agree with you on a like. Um, I don't know what would you say like a. Uh, principle yeah just on philosophical on basis yeah on a philosophical basis <laughs> on just kind of a really practical like is it better yeah sure it's better like it's better food 
but there's like a nostalgia factor. Like you got to take that in, you know, like that's like, that's like four and a half nostalgia pepperonis right there. I do wow. have a lot more nostalgia with Taco Bell than Rico's considering this was my first Rico's experience. Indeed. Yeah. And I mean, let's just be honest. Rico's is a pizza joint. Taco Bell is not, but Taco Bell is a, well, Mexican food, right? So, and and commonly combined with joints. Wow. <laughs> yes, sir. The dad jokes. Welcome to Washington. <laughs> That's impressive, John. That a boy. All right. Well, we're going to uh, come back at you here in just a few minutes. Uh, we're going to give you a, a little break and we will be right back. time i ever heard about pizza was see the problem about is, a mexican I mean, pizza was to, at, to at really Bell. rank pizzas you kind of have kind of a similar pizza otherwise you're like mean, you're ranking totally different things you're sure. ranking experiences though right rankings are all subjective it's like when people ask me about my favorite movie it's like well in what category every year they do like a ranking of like the top albums or the top movies or the top whatever of the year and you're like Based on what criteria? Right. You can't. Yeah, you <laughs> can't you compare do? some things. They're just they. Yes, they're both movies, but they're totally different movies. They what accomplish about, different things. What about favorite children, John? Oh, I've got those. Oh, this okay. depends on. It's, that's, that's easy. A, that's, easy criteria. That's moment to moment. Do they serve me? What do they serve me? How often do they serve me? Put it on wax, bro. All right. Well, welcome back. We are uh, Back here at Pastors and Pizza, the podcast where three pastors share their love for pizza and judge local pizza places. Because <laughs> if there's one thing Christians, pastors are really good at, it's, it's judging. judging. <laughs> oh, touche. Oh, it's, too, it's, too so, it's too true. <laughs> too, oh, soon to be too, too soon. soon. It's always too, too soon. True. Uh, so to remind you, we want to in- integrate our faith into real life. These are real people having real conversations. So there you go. You guys, uh, I honestly, I haven't seen you guys. Last week was kind of a crazy week for me. And I haven't seen you guys in long, in, you know, a week or two. And so uh, how's life going? What's been happening in your world? I know uh, we were just talking kind of uh, off air here uh, that John's uh, boy is coming home. And when we say John's boy, we mean his son. That's JD. Our our podcast is global, you guys. We had one listener from South Africa this last time. Oh, wait, that was my son. Oh, yeah. right. That would be the aforementioned boy. Yeah. He's, right. he's coming home. 11 months out in the world, and he's coming home this month. So that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, how's, how are you feeling about that, John? I feel excited about it. I, I'm not sure how excited he is about it. I know he's uh, obviously enjoyed his time away. Um, but he's going to have a bit of a transition coming home, okay. trying to figure out what's next after being, being gone for 11 months, traveling around, being with a, a group of people for, for that long and now coming home and, 
you know, being with the fam and being in close quarters and having to figure out what, what to do next uh, is going to be a bit of a, a transition, but we're excited to have him. So it's culture shock, but he's been in a lot of different cultures, but this is the one he grew up in and he's been seeing some things. If you all follow his blog, which John, you shot that out really quick. Oh gosh, it's on the world race. I couldn't tell you the exact uh, thing on there, but um, I frequently will share it when he posts. So you can just follow me on Facebook. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. Nice. Do we have those? We can have show notes. Oh, sweet. All right. That'll work. But yeah, he, he's talked a lot about how his heart's been being changed and what he would like to do differently and all that. And he's going to get a chance when he comes back. But There'll be lots of prayers. I've already been praying a ton for him, but definitely for all of you guys, that's an adjustment and he's going to encourage you and challenge you. And that was prayed for this week by uh, Zach Borden, which was really cool. Yeah. The biggest adjustment may be for my girls who currently have their own room and that will be ending as they go back into the same room when he comes home. So that, that could be an adjustment. For teenage girls, that's got to be super easy. Yeah. They'll have no problems. Okay. <laughs> For real. Uh, Aaron, you, yes, what, what you been up to? Gosh, man. Uh, really trying if, and it's a little bit of a volleyball, because again, we were talking off air, and my bride, Kathy, and I were invited to go to a, really a self-care retreat that was super intense, which seems almost oxymoronic, but it was an intensive and in that there was a lot of information shared. And so I've been really trying to be more mindful and more present with um, my family. And my wife reminded me last night as we were playing a game, do you want me to take your phone? And I was like texting one of our children at that point. But oh, you guys play that game too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that I game. I lose that game on the regular. <laughs> Although, don't I really win because she's trying to keep me present and that was really cool for me maybe it doesn't feel like a win at the moment no but self-care doesn't always feel like that either and so just learning how to take care of myself and learning how to slow down a bit today uh as we record this it's the first monday of the month and i was reminded that we had made a commitment as a pastoral staff to take the first monday of the month off and focus on jesus and really have some time with god And I have gotten away from that a little bit and haven't given it a full day really for a while. And so today was a challenge in that way, but I found myself listening to some podcasts. I found myself really engaging in some time with the Lord. I cried watching a a clip of Passion of the Christ and just remembering that Jesus really loves us. And so slowing down to spend time with him, what a rad gift. And so I'm learning how to do that again. And I hope to pass that on to my kids and anybody who wants to join me in that. How about you, Josh? Oh, man, it's um, <clears throat> my life's crazy right now. It uh, sure for, is. for those who don't know, I am currently in a master's program uh, to get a master's in teaching. And so I am, uh, I am going to grad school. I am working full time here at the church. I am also uh, working up at Salton Middle School with uh, Pete Reilly as a mentor teacher, and it's it's been just insane. Uh, my life has been no end, mm. <laughs> burning the candle at both ends. And in the middle. Is that what they say? Yeah. That's what they say, um, yeah. I was like, I'm going to get this wrong. I'm going to say like... You got it, though. Burning the oil at 
both ends. That's I, that's not a thing. It's got to be um, your bowl. Yeah, that's right. It totally does. So it's been uh, man, just crazy for me. I'm getting like no sleep, and, uh, and but I was able to get some time last night to hang out, uh, and I, I'd been kind of earmarking the Sunday night because yet uh, which was yesterday that we're recording this on Monday, November first, but. Um, Yesterday was Halloween, and I, I've been kind of earmarking that date because my daughter, Junie, just loves mm. going out and trick-or-treating. And so I was like, yes. I got to take some time and just spend with them uh, going around and having some fun. And she was super uh, overwhelmed by all the people downtown at the trunk-or-treat, but we you know, pushed through, and it was good. And she had a great time. We got home, and she just was like, she's so into like just talking about it all the That's whole time. So cool. and so, but it's, it's been really good. But yeah, other than that, man, I'm just... Uh, you you talk about self care and <clears throat> man I'm I am not in a uh, season of my life where self care is a thing mm. that seems like a possibility. Uh, it's like every moment of mm. every day I am doing something, uh, whether it's homework or work work or schoolwork or you know working to just be there for my kids or take care of them. And so, uh, man, it's like I'm just looking for like even the tiniest windows of of time where I can be like, yeah there's a moment where I can rest or there's a moment where I can kind of, you know, find some relief or some just yeah. like, you know, respite from the world. And so it's cool. <clears throat> I mean, I, I recognize how important that is. And especially when you're in it like this, you, you really are like, man, I really could use that. I know for a lot of people, that's kind of how they feel like their whole life has been, <laughs> has been like, man, I have no time to give to myself because I'm always given to my family or I'm always given to, uh, you know, my job or my, you know, whatever it might be, my community. And I'm just in a weird season right now. And I know that that's not always how I've been, but it's, but it is, uh, that's how I am now. But, but it's hard. I'll say this. There's a lot that we joke about with pastors and there's a lot that we talked about last time that pastors get put on pedestals or they constantly are taking shots. But that sounds like taking like alcohol shots, although some do, but (laughs) That's self-medicating. That's not self-care. It's difficult to take care of yourself. And it's difficult because it's been considered weak. It's been considered, um, if, if you're serving God, then everything should be totally fine. And that's not always it. And, you know, we could probably get into some really deep stuff on this and we probably should, but even part of what you're doing, Josh, is to try to take care of yourself and to kind of do some things a little bit differently for your life. And yet it's going to, it's not going to kill you to get there, but it's pretty squashing you right now, man. And so ironically, self-care is so desperately needed right now for you. Well, for all of us, but I, I'll definitely be praying with you and for you on that. Thanks man. Appreciate Have that. been, but just even hanging out with you guys, is a part of self-care and just being able to hang out and have pizza. It's not self-serving, although nobody put the food in my mouth, so technically it was self-serving in that way. But um, I wanted to ask you guys a question. And, John, this this will kind of go to you, like what's going on for you and how have you been doing, but what do you guys do to take care of yourselves, to make sure that you're breathing, that you're keeping focused what what do you do to let down what do you do to refocus on jesus and so i'll just leave it at that 
Yeah, well, I, th- I mean, I think you make a, a, you mentioned a couple times there, Aaron, that uh, intentionality is super important because unlike Josh, I'm in a, a season right now where I've really actually got lots of free time. Uh, my kids are older. They're, you know, a couple of them have graduated high school. And like we mentioned, JD's gone. Um, Abby's working and going to school and Hallie's doing running start and they're pretty self-sufficient and independent. And mm-hmm. I work a kind of different schedule than my wife does. And so I find myself with quite a bit of free time and it's easy for me to just kind of veg out, which is not necessarily self-care. I think it's, I think it's good think right. to have time to just kind of decompress and to relax and that can be good, but it's not necessarily self-care. And so I think that intentionality is important and so I have to actually find myself fighting against kind of laziness or discomfort or just that veg state yeah. um, of just putting on some stupid TV show or putting on a game and scrolling Twitter all night, which, you know, is probably not good self-care because I end up getting frustrated with things like, you know, University of Washington football, that kind of thing. Um, frustrating and, right now. Yeah. So I've got to be intentional about taking some time. I, I don't really like to read but I find that when I read, it actually feeds me. Um, mm. it's, some, it's something that I, I learn. I don't like to read for entertainment because uh, I don't like to read. And so it's mm. not entertaining. Right. And so I'll read to, to grow. And so that's something that I do. Uh, you mentioned earlier the, uh, the first Monday that we try to do as a staff and just have that intentional time to, to get away from the work week and focus on Jesus, get into the Word, and do that. And so, uh, those are some of the things I do. I, I, I do intentionally go to movies. I do do some of those kinds of things, which, um, make me think, uh, help me to relax, give me some, some time to just be on my own. Mm-hmm. So I think that can be good, but I think you also have to be careful that it's not just, I mean, you mentioned medicating with shots, but all of these things can be a form of medic medication really, really or, or returning to something else when we really should be turning to God. And so there's kind of this fine line there. Yeah, I mean, when I'm when I am on my game and I'm (laughs) Mm. able to find some time and I think maybe some of the healthiest moments of my life, uh, there have been a few things that have been important for me as far as self-care goes. And uh, and the first one is like um, time with my family, time with my wife, my kids, Uh, but also like Julie and I, we used to go out hiking like every weekend. We were out all the time. And that was really refreshing just to my spirit and my soul, you know, mm-hmm. just being outside with, uh, you know, my wife and enjoying her company and also being like in the presence of like amazing creation and yeah, totally. uh, just really refreshing for me. And that's honestly been one of the biggest things uh, since having kids that's been hard has been not having the availability to do that because it's, it's like, I mean, you can't when you got kids who need naps and all kinds of things, it's like getting out to spend five hours on a hike is not something that is like, you just don't have that time. And so the trying to like reshape my mind and find other avenues of expression or of, you know, self care that, that really revitalized me has been, it's been kind of hard and kind of, uh, you know, something to just try and figure out. Uh, but like, um, I love music and I love listening to music and it can really, music is kind of like a double edged sword for me cause it can really, uh, 
like revitalize me and lift me up and music can really bring me down depending on like what I'm listening to and, and really the time uh, that I listen to it and what's going on around me. And, um, but yeah, I, I love, uh, I love music and I really, it's like maybe the thing that's been the closest to my heart in so many ways, like throughout my whole life, um, in almost every, uh, every phase of my life has been music has had a, a prominent piece. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that for me is, uh, it's a huge way that I take care of myself is by just being in music and stories, whether that's, uh, through, uh, reading novels or, uh, you know, whatever it might be books, uh, or just watching movies. I love movies and the art of movies and the stories of movies and, uh, characters and their the different things they go through and obstacles they overcome or that they don't overcome and so I I don't know I just love those kind of things and they speak to me and they bring like kind of freshness to me and one that I really have neglected um is is really like physical activity like uh, Mm -hmm. I used to go to the gym like all the time I was at Thrive all the time and uh I just have not been able to find the time to go to the gym and that's been a really a a big challenge for me and and something that where I've felt the more than just, um, feeling like uh, I'm not able to take care of myself. It feels like I'm, uh, actively neglecting myself, which is a really, which is really a, a kind of a difficult like spin to look on it. And, and so that feels, uh, that feels kind of difficult sometimes, but yeah, it's, it's that, it's just that thing, man. That's and for all you have kids out there, like nobody can ever tell you how much a kid is going to change your life in in that kind of way. You know, where you don't recognize all the hours that you're going to put into it, and the hours that you're not going to have anymore, um, or just the opportunities, because everything is on the fringes now. You're you're constantly going from one thing to the next, and you're constantly uh, responsible for someone else that you weren't before. And that's right. And so it changes uh, the game, and it really uh, makes self care. I think so much more difficult and uh and maybe more necessary but just it's really really difficult so for for those that maybe don't understand what how do we want to define self-care like what do we what do we mean when we say self-care because that that could obviously mean something different for everybody what do we want to come up with a definition for that back back to the word intentional again it's being intentionally healthy so we're holistic people. God made us mind, body, heart, and soul. And so to the point of what we've talked about already, and Josh, you said really well, it's the, it's the feeding of your soul. It's the feeding of your mind. It's the feeding of your heart. It's the feeding of your body. And that's hard to do. And not just feeding like we ate tonight. Wonderful. Thank you again, Rico's. But... I think that idea of feeding also means weeding things out and being intentional. And so that for me is more of where self-care has come in. And uh, just a really quick point before I forget it, Josh, we've been blessed by you with music. God has used music through you when you are really feeding your soul in that way you're blessed to be a blessing. And I think there's a, a message for me in that. And I just thought I would share that with everybody else. As well. Thanks man. You got it. What about you, Josh? What do you think about self-care? Uh, well, like as far as a, a definition, if we're talking like, and maybe just like how as a Christian, 
uh, do you practice self-care? Because I think some people can think of it, like you said, like it's a selfish thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, something that, you know, we shouldn't do because it's going to lead to, you know, just constant indulging or whatever. Sure. Um, but I think of, I think of it, I'm like, I look for an example. Like, okay, well, give me something that I can look to. Like, what can I see about what self-care looks like? And I think about Jesus and I think about him going away all the time. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like sneaking away to, to have time where he's in prayer, where he's, you know, with his father, where he is just able to get away from the crowds and away from his, his group of guys, some, you know, and, and just be praying and be with, uh, in the scriptures or, you know, whatever it might be. And so I, I think of that and I'm like, man, that is kind of like, that's like the, for me, like the, the standard of health, right. Is somebody who's able to recognize the situation they're in to get out of that and to spend some time in, in with the one who's refueling him really. That's good. And so that's like, um, that for me is, is probably the definition of it really. Like when I, or at least like the standard of it. Yeah. We t- we talk about all these things that we do physically or, uh, you know, with, you know, media, media or, um, things that we just love and and those are truly life-giving and fulfilling because God's given them to us to enjoy but also the just the nature of being in his presence and being like like uh, just moved by him um, or by his word or um, whatever is just I think that's something that uh, that maybe we still kind of put on the fringes of like what's going to give us life mm-hmm. yeah. I, man, I love that I would say this really quick about Jesus on that that one night right he he showed up to I think it was Peter's house or at least his his mother-in-law's house and he heals her and everybody finds out about it and they come there to the house and they're there till late at night and everybody showed up and then he gets goes to bed late gets up before everybody else connects with his father then here's these like marching orders, like go to the other cities as well. One of the guys that was at this intensive said, if that's your standard, you're going to kill yourself actually to burn the candle at all the different ends in the middle and then get up really early and go spend time with the Lord. He's like not saying don't spend time with God. He's saying, remember you're limited and there's a reason (laughs) like God had intentionality speaking of that word right for for that and so he's our standard but he showed us like let's get away right you've got to take time to get away so there's sabbath there's time daily that you need to connect with god from a sabbath time but literally back to the six days a week maximum working and that's hard for a lot of people in america to even get to but John, what do you think about self-care? How would you actually define that? Um, I mean, I think those are those are good definitions, good discussion. I think it, it we need to focus. We did a, a series several years ago now called Full Cup Living. And there's kind of this this idea that we talk about often as as pastors, as church leaders, of 
you know, being filled up so you can pour out. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's important as we define mm-hmm. self-care. Because I think there's, there's, in our society, there's a lot of, and I think it's even becoming more and more popular, this idea of, of me time. I need, I need to, to have time to get away and do these. And those, those can be good things and you should have me time and you should have time to get away. And, but I think if you're, if you're not doing it with the mindset of filling up Amen. so you can then pour out into, into other people, into relationships, into your kids, into your spouse, into friends and, and you know, that, those kinds of things then I, I think you lose sight of what it really is because then it does, I think, maybe just become more selfish. Um, and again, some of those things aren't, aren't bad in and of themselves. I mean, mm-hmm. most, most things that people struggle with aren't bad on their own, right? They they're become bad because we misuse them. And so I think if you're going to define self-care, I think you need to have this idea that you're, you're filling up, right? You're getting away, you're re-energizing, you're getting out into to nature, you're getting exercise or you're reading or you're, whatever it is that fills you up. I think your, your focus needs to be what are you filling up on? That's and right. I think a lot of times, like I said, for me, my, my tendency is just to kind of veg out and it's, you know, it's me time. It's time for me to just kind of do what I want, mm-hmm. but it's not filling me up really. And, you know, I mentioned kind of jokingly about Twitter and some of this. I mean, a lot of us these days go on Facebook or go on social media or go watch the news or whatever. And it's, it's maybe me time. It's time where we can kind of get down, but, um, it actually is making us angry. It's making us frustrated. It's making us, um, it's making us, you know, it's doing these, these other things that are not filling to us. And so I think you need to be careful that, that we're, we're doing things that are genuinely filling us up because that's what it's going to take to actually then invest into relationship and to care for people. I would remind everybody and this is really fresh in my mind because of spending time today with Jesus, but talking about his gentleness yesterday at church and looking at the fact that that is fruit of his spirit and come to Jesus, literally come to him, like come to him the way you are. He's not there to wag his finger at you. He's not there to deny you. He doesn't have a sour and angry disposition. He literally said that he is like gentle and lowly, humble and gentle at heart. And he wants time with you. I mean, that's what he came for, you guys. And so the one that made time wants to spend time with you. You don't have to learn Greek to spend time with him. You don't have to memorize whole chapters or even whole verses. Just come to him. Talk to him. Listen to him. How do you listen to him? Maybe it's music like Josh was talking about. Maybe it's verses, listening to the Bible. Maybe it's just being still, going on a walk or a hike or whatever your body would allow but really coming to this one that's crazy about you and made you and gave you lots of really cool stuff. So that would be what I'd say. John, you look like you might have something. Well, so I mean, it's it's been a rough year and a half, two years for basically all of us, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, global pandemic, lots of fighting, lots of, of just frustration and anger and isolation and you know, teachers are overwhelmed and nurses are overwhelmed and pastors are overwhelmed and yeah. people people are overwhelmed and so it, it's been a tough time. And so the, the encouragement is definitely try to, to figure out a way to, to take time for, for self-care, to, to make sure 
that uh, you're getting getting away and getting refocused and getting energized, getting filled up. Amen. But as Aaron mentioned, he his sermon yesterday we talked about gentleness, and he in his sermon referenced a book called Gentle and Lowly. So good. And we have copies of that available. So if you're here locally, uh, we'd love to give you a copy. Even if you're not local and you want us to send you a copy, we can send you a copy. I love it. Absolutely. So so reach out to us. Let us know. Um, but just give you a little idea of what what this is about. So this book is written. It's the quote from the introduction. Here. The book is written for the discouraged, the frustrated, the weary, the disenchanted, the cynical, the empty, those running on fumes, those whose Christian lives feel like constantly running up a descending escalator. Mm. Those of us who find ourselves thinking, how could I mess up that bad again? It is for the increasing suspicion that God's patience with us is wearing thin. For those of us who know God loves us, but suspect we have deeply disappointed him who have told others of the love of Christ, yet wonder if, as for us, Mm. he harbors mild resentment, who wonder if we have shipwrecked our lives beyond what can be repaired, who are convinced we've permanently diminished our usefulness to the Lord, who have been swept off our feet by perplexing pain and are wondering how we can keep living under such numbing darkness. We look at our lives and know how to interpret the data only by concluding that God is fundamentally parsimonious. So if, if any of those are, are kind of where you're at and how you're feeling, I, I definitely recommend this book. I'm, I'm about three quarters of the way through. It's been a, a great read. Short chapters, which are always good for me, keeping my attention. <laughs> no, I was about to brag that I'm four chapters in, and then I realized they're short chapters. Yeah, so, so let, us, let us know if you, if you want that, but I definitely encourage you to, to make some time to, to recharge mm-hmm. and not, not just veg out, not just escape, but to actually fill up. That's good, man. It's been good being with you guys. I'm I'm feeling good. Um, uh, I really appreciate this conversation. It's really kind of, it's a spot where I'm in right now, where mm-hmm. I've got to look at and and figure out like how am I going to manage this? Um, because yeah, it's it is it's a lot to deal with. And and though it's a short season, it's really you know it's less than a year or whatever. But um, it's still uh, one of those heavy seasons. It's and intense, so, man got to bear on up. Uh, but anyway, man, I really appreciate the conversation. It's been good being with you and, uh, Can I, I hope, pray real quick, yeah, dude, love just that. super quick. Father, we thank you for your love. Thank you that you've made us. Thank you that you want us. Thank you, Jesus, that you want to give us rest for our souls. May we come to you as John and Josh and I have been looking at talking about and recognizing and may others do that. We pray for whoever's listening, Lord, to remember that you love them so much that you gave your life for them. God, I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, we'll see you next time. Bye, y'all. See ya. This has been Pastors and Pizza, a production of Crosswater Community Church in Sultan, Washington. Check us out online at crosswaterchurch.org. We meet every Sunday morning at 9 and 1045 on the corner of 3rd and Birch in Sultan. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us that five-star review. We hope to see you soon. Bye. Adios.